0: You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. The show about photography, design, creativity and more. With your hosts Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hi and welcome to a very special edition of He Shoots, He Draws. I'm going to call it a special one because I've got a special guest. It's a man who needs no introduction but he's getting one anyway. (laughs) A very good friend of mine and also someone who I learnt from over many years um even though we're very close in age uh, <laughs> <laughs> but dave cross is my guest tonight and he was one of the uh original photoshop guys when i first joined napp and and learned so much off them and also he was the first instructor i ever got to meet and chat to at my first photoshop world so right. i'm just glad we kind of hit off and Sharing the same cool initials as well, <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, right. welcome, welcome, Dave. It's good to have you on. Now, the last time we had you on, we were talking about a very specific thing, um, and we're back here again to talk about your new event. Um, but before we do, uh, can you just tell the listeners who wouldn't have heard the previous episodes what you've been doing since kind of the beginning of the pandemic with your online events? So the sure. history of it.
1: So it, it's kind of an interesting thing because um, back in, in, well, I guess it would have been March-ish uh, 2020 when it became evident that things were, the world was changing, um, and I know that personally I had at least two or three in-person events I was supposed to be teaching at that were getting cancelled. And, you know, that was for as, a, as a, someone who does this for a living, I was like, well, I, I don't get paid by anyone as a salary. So I need to find some replacements for uh, these events that were disappearing. And then I suddenly realized, and all my colleagues that do the same thing for a living are in the exact same boat. So I'd, I'd read an article somewhere once about these things called virtual summits, where it was kind of a, a conference you do online. And the premise that they used was to make the classes available for free and then offer a paid option. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting model so I reached out to a bunch of my friends and colleagues that I've known and and said hey I've got this crazy idea to throw this thing together and it's like 5 days long and you'll each teach two classes and and we'll give it away for free and <laughs> luckily yeah. a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of the people went well, okay I'm not doing anything else so uh, we did the first one in in May of 2020 and uh, very successful in the sense of lots of people signed up for the free pass and then quite a few people decided to take advantage of the paid option and uh, that was our first photoshop virtual summit since then we've done four a total of four photoshop virtual summits and two lightroom virtual summits
0: wow four, yeah you've done four haven't you because mm-hmm. i think i did i think i did the second one yep i was on the second summit um mm-hmm. and and I know, like as each one's gone on, they've been an amazing success because so many people have talked about it, and I know you obviously know the amount of people that signed up. But not only that, the, the list of instructors has been great because you've been in the industry long enough to to make good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like you said, that first one was really kind of leap of faith because it's hey, yeah, it together really was. An event. <laughs> you've got to record content. Uh, we're going to give it away for free oh and if people buy
1: it i can pay you <laughs> exactly i look i look back now at that first email and thought how did anyone ever say yes other than they knew well again yeah i'm not doing anything else because i yeah. i literally i think said in that first email you know if we if this many people sign up you'll each make around this and yeah. but who knows and luckily it it went well enough that everyone was happy and it was a nice replacement for the you know the lost income from all those in-person events and what's what I found most rewarding is the number of people especially during the first year of the pandemic who said the timing of this couldn't been better because I've lost my job or I'm on sabbatical or am I been you know sort of put on hold so I have no income so I'd love to go to this and if it was a paid only event I couldn't attend. So the fact that, you know, and and many people said things like, if I could, I would buy it and I'll, I'll try to buy the next one. But right now the fact that you're providing this for free and the fact of course, that meant that for many people, they actually had the time to sit at home and be safe and watch classes, you know, so from that respect, it, (laughs) it all went very well. But what's, what's been also interesting is, I kind of had this feeling like maybe this is something where the timing is is right to do this during the pandemic. But as things have the world is starting to get back to normal and in-person events are starting to reoccur, I constantly get emails from people saying, gosh, I hope you're going to keep doing these virtual events because for me, I live in, name a place, South Africa, Australia, yeah. New Zealand, Sweden. I can't come to the US to go to a in-person in-person conference is just not lot possible. Yeah. So I really hope you'll continue to do the virtual events because it's it's an ideal solution for me. And it's not, I mean, even people in the US say I just can't afford to take time off work or, you know, the whole idea of travel and hotel and meals and versus sit at home in my pajamas with my dog sitting next to me and watch classes when I want, yeah. you know. <laughs> So uh, as I've said to many people, I'll keep doing these things until eventually people say, okay, we're now we're done with yeah, the whole it's virtual like one thing, man but... and his dog turning up.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that was the thing is, is because that whole landscape changed with people realizing they had nowhere else to go and online content was the most accessible, but it kind of also made you think of, I'm not going to say the ridiculousness of it, but. When you think the amount of effort you put in to go to an event, like you say, time off work, traveling, booking a hotel, um, and then on top of that, you pay for a ticket for an event. Sorry to anyone who's organizing an in-person event this year because I'm about to shut you <laughs> down. But then you don't get to access every single class. Right. You only get to, ac- you know, you look through a day and think, okay, well, there's uh, five sessions on at nine o'clock, there's five at eleven o'clock. You can only go to one. So actually, you look at it and think, Oh, well, I've kind of got to miss that one because they're rarely repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from maybe Max repeat some. So, yeah. really, you've got to also think I'll put in all that effort, and I'm actually only going to get to see probably 20% of the content for the same ticket price. Well, and- there's
1: that, and then the other side of it is that that. Like Photoshop World, as an example, one of the things that we always took pride in was that we gave people this gigantic workbook yeah. with with notes, which is great. But even then, it's not the same as being able to say, I wish I could watch that whole class again, Yes, to watch the instructor do the same things three times because yeah. I didn't quite get it. You know, so it's great to to have notes. That's a big plus. But that to me is the other side is an in-person one. You could sit through an amazing class and take what you think are perfect notes. And then a month later you look in your notes and it says (laughs) hold down shift. And you're like, what (laughs) does, what does that mean? Like, what does that refer to as opposed to, I'm going to go back and watch that recording because I purchased the, what we call the VIP pass to give you lifetime access. So then you can go back and rewatch the class. And if it takes you, if you're the kind of person where you want to watch it five times, there's no shame in that you own it. So watch it as many times as as you want. So So I think that's the other aspect is that, that, uh, people say you know obviously the nice thing about an in person event is the person part where you get to see people you know when you go to the socializing aspect of it and and that's 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 great but if you're really looking at the educational side of it especially when it's software related or concepts that take you a bit of time to kind of really grasp to me the the benefit of being able to watch and rewatch as many times as you feel you need to you know that's a big plus
0: yeah and you can kind of schedule out you know because the classes are so diverse because you have a really good range of instructors there are so many aspects to learn so there can be things like i'm kind of a little bit sketchy on that i wish i could do that better and then you've got that i've never done that before and you're going to learn from a a dave cross a dan gregory a kara plichini you know People mm-hmm. who are experts in that field, and you get the best best resource from it. And I think, am I right in saying the what's the price of the VIP package?
1: So the VIP pass we do right up until the event. It's ninety nine dollars US, going up until the event starts, and once the event begins, the so the regular price technically is one fifty nine, yeah, and that's for uh, lifetime access to all of the classes as well as things that only vips get like class notes and and bonuses yeah. this time around we are the vips are actually getting three full classes that are bonus classes including one well actually your class is a bonus to everybody not just not just oh. vips so um but yeah that's that that's the and one thing you said there that that tweaked a thought in my head it reminded me of an email that i got from someone that unsolicited because i often ask for can you give me you know, testimonials about the summit, but occasionally people just out of the blue sent an email because they must've been watching something Yeah. and a a woman emailed me and and it was a great email. i have to find it because it's a great thing to share with people. But she said something like, you know, I'm at a point in my life where it takes me a while to learn things. So I would never have attended this class because it was a little more advanced, but now six months later, I feel like I'm ready to watch it. And that's the other side is there might be things that at the time you're like, okay, this is a little over my head because I'm still learning layers or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. But then six months from now, I might say, okay, now I feel like I'm ready to take on this class from this person who's taking it a little more advanced or getting a little more and taking it a different direction. I thought that's a really good point that I don't think of myself is it's not just, rewatch something it might be I'm going to put that off until I'm ready for it you know and if at an in-person event you would be like well I'm not going to go to the advanced class because I'm not ready for it and then that's like well the end (laughs) you know there's no later on I will because the event is over so it's like you know and that's that's one of the many reasons why I continue to say well like I said until people stop stop signing up saying okay I think I'm over the virtual side i think there's there's still enough reason to keep doing them and 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 changing things up a bit like we're doing with this upcoming one the photoshop creativity virtual summit is taking a different bit more of a slant instead of just being a photoshop event that covers everything photoshop let's do something that's a little more focused on the creative side of of using photoshop
0: and right tell us more about that because obviously this is kind of the first you've done photoshop and lightroom this is the first one where you've kind of stepped away from that but you're still talking photoshop right but tell us a little bit more about your thoughts of going into this area and what's going to be included what people can look forward to. sure
1: so the the thought kind of came from the number of people that said when I would do surveys and get feedback about the past summits, they're like, well, my favorite class was this or uh, the thing I'm most interested in. And there seemed to be a bit of a recurring theme that it was things like compositing and creating things that didn't exist and adding texture and being a more kind of fine art and things like that. So I thought, well, maybe i will try doing something that that focuses a little more on you using Photoshop for the creative side. So for example, at a, a, shall we call it traditional Photoshop virtual summit, we might have classes on like actions and automation, which is very useful for whatever you're doing in Photoshop. So we're probably not going to have that in this event because it's more on the, how can I create something? How can I, excuse me, how can I generate artwork that didn't exist? And uh, so I, I sat down with one of our, past uh, Photoshop Summit instructor Sebastian Michaels who runs a very successful uh, website called Photoshop Artistry and that's kind of what he does is talks to people about the artistic side of Photoshop and he had this I give him full credit because he had this idea he said what if we did the summit so the first day was all about inspiration and planning and being creative That's that's generic to everything not like photoshop specific but just yeah, with a bit of a photoshop twist so for example some of our instructors will talk about a project they did in photoshop but really delve into the how did i come up with the idea and how did i plan it out and when i did the photo shoot what did i what was i thinking so the first day is more on the kind of creation ideas preparation that Mm -hmm. side of things Then we got three full days of Photoshop magic from all these amazing people. And then the last day kind of bookends it by saying, well, now that you've got amazing artwork, what are you going to do with it? How do you share it on social media? How do you book a gallery show? How do you get great prints? How do you create unique works of art by taking uh, uh, something you've created in Photoshop, printing it, and then painting on top of it or whatever it might be. So it's, I'm, I'm really thrilled with the way it's worked out because I think it's, it's great for anyone who feels like they just want to take what they do up a notch, even if they never aspire to create works like Brooke Shaden or Bert Monroy or any of those people do. They just want to, maybe even as a landscape photographer, they just want to be a little more creative in what they're doing. There's still classes in here that will will help that area, as well as those people who want to be a fine artist or sell their work or do a gallery show or anything like that
0: yeah no i think that's the thing the curation of the classes i know previously when you were doing the first initial photoshop ones and you would say like what kind of classes would you like to do and then you've got to get that balance of of covering lots of different areas because you don't want 20 classes on selections right or, or retouching and and the reason like i love what you're doing is because every time anyone asks me to do any photoshop class i'm always banging on about i'm not doing photos i'm not doing photography retouching <laughs> photoshop is a creative tool let's mm-hmm. make some stuff in photoshop that's creative let's do something that starts with a blank canvas rather than doing something to a photo. Now. I'm going to bring in a photographer now. (laughs) I want to bring in our our good friend and my co-host, Mr. Hess, who's uh, able to join us now. Um, We're obviously talking, Alan, about Dave's new event, the Photoshop Creativity Virtual Summit. Um, What are your thoughts as a photographer? We were just talking about how online summits have been useful for people who don't like going, don't like being around people or or not going to to events at the moment. But we were just sort of saying how... It's sort of changed the learning landscape because you get the access to so many, you get access to all the classes. Whereas we said we go to an event, you don't get to see all the classes. Or as Dave also just said, some people aren't ready to learn that thing now. But by buying the course, by buying the sessions, they can learn later on. So I know you're No, I think
2: that's I think it's the most positive thing that's come out of the 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 big change we had in the world in 2020 was that. Suddenly you had online content that was actually more focused and it wasn't like, let's go see what you can find on YouTube or I'm not saying there's anything bad with any of those guys. You know, he's is a great friend in the YouTube learning channel, all those things. Yeah. But this is like, it's like the advantages of going to a conference without actually having to leave your house or in my case, deal with other human beings because, you know, <laughs> I prefer just to just not to. Um, <laughs> That you know uh i i take an exception with the like photoshop as a blank canvas to me is the scariest thing on the planet like i just can't <laughs> i don't even know where to start with that i don't open photoshop i i click on a picture and it launches photoshop for me so that you know <laughs> so there's that idea is 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 kind of uh scary i mean it's really it's it's you know if um as a photographer, my creativity comes with, I feel with the camera. And then what I do with it afterwards is definitely a creative part, but it doesn't come out of nothing. I don't create stuff out of, you know, that's why we have designers, Dave, that's Dave. So
1: an interesting uh, comment that came up because I've been doing, I, I do schedule chats with all the instructors. So they get a chance to talk about their classes so there's very shortly, will be a page uh, connected to the summit that has each instructor chatting about their ideas. And I can't remember who it was that said this now because I've talked to so many people in the last day or so. But someone said, one of the things that I love is that I will, I will watch someone who is a, a great artist do an amazing selection of fur that I could never do. And then it occurred to me, but I need to fix my sky on my landscape photo. And you know what? The same techniques I could apply to the little tiny leaves and branches. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good point is that you don't have to take it verbatim to say, this is how you select fur. It's like, this is how you select something really challenging. Yeah. Or something that that's that difficult to achieve. And I think that's one of the thoughts that I have for photographers is to say, even that you, you may never start with a blank canvas, but you might bring in a photo and say, well, now that I know I can selectively change areas because of the tools that are available, and if the automatic tools in Lightroom and, and Camera Raw, et cetera, don't quite do what you want them to, what next? So yeah. watching some of these talented artists, even though they're creating some fantasy composite, they're still using photoshop layers and adjustment layers and masks and tools that the rest of us use too because i'm gonna be the first to say i can't wait to watch someone like brooke shaden or bert monroy or whoever it is but i know i would never in my life create something like they do
0: but just by by watching
1: them i'm picking (laughs) up ideas
0: yeah two examples with bert and aaron that i say to people about their their particular style is look You are never going to create what Bert can create because that's Bert, and you're only going to create what Aaron can create if you've put in years of that expertise in animation and animal drawing. But what you will learn from each of them is the approach to the art. So, quite often, if I'm retouching and I have to build something into the image that's maybe broken, I think I've got to fill in some space or so I, when I watch Bert, I think of it, how he thinks, how he approaches drawing something, and with that, and same with Aaron. How's the light affecting this? How's the light affecting the color? How how am I using this? Like how can I best use this brush in a way I've never used it before? So it's not necessarily that you're going to learn to draw like Aaron Blaze and learn to create like Bert Monroy. It's you're going to learn techniques in what Photoshop can actually do and how they squeeze the most out of it Um, and it might be that you want to go and try animation but I think from a technique point of view it's how people just show you that tool that you never knew was there or use it in a way you never thought you could well there's that (laughs) and the
1: other side of it is because we're doing classes that are um, like John Paul Capernigro. He's he doesn't use Photoshop very much at all, but he's going to talk about what inspires him and how he thinks out, like, if he's going somewhere to do a photo shoot, what is he, What is going through his head? And yeah. to me, what could be better than looking inside the head of someone like that just to hear what's going on inside there and how do they approach things? So that's why we scheduled the first day that, that if nothing else, I'd say to a photographer, if you have no interest in doing the, you know, building from scratch or creating composites in Photoshop, then the first day and the last day are still built for you because it's still about inspiration in general and then sharing your work in general, regardless of what that work might be. Even if you're a sculptor, you know, there'll be yeah. things in there for you.
2: Well, I'm I'm always uh, amazed at how much you can pick up on workflow. So mm-hmm. I was uh, a TA for Dave Cross at Max last year and uh, i got to see the same presentation three times or four three times, times yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. and um i didn't even realize it but um it, i got home and i'm suddenly making selections because like i'm literally just doing it muscle memory because i had mm-hmm. seen it three times helped people do it a couple of times and now i'm like oh yeah that was so easy to do and it's become an integral part of how i can suddenly remove things easily from from pictures and i was like it never would have occurred to me to do that had i not been sitting in a photoshop or designers class mm-hmm. or, sure you know sitting yep. there doing it and suddenly it was like oh that's a lot easier than uh <laughs> than i gave it you know like i'm in my mm-hmm. head i'm like oh that's gonna be terrible and i'm gonna have to sit there for hours and try to do it and dave's up there in front of us and goes like yeah click here click here and then do that and it was like <laughs> oh my goodness light bulb you know so mm-hmm. uh, anyone like small
0: objects like when Smart yeah. Objects came out, Dave absolutely smashed it and went, oh, I'm going to show you how to do Smart Objects. <laughs> and now I can't think – I don't think I've ever worked in a single Photoshop project in the last five years that didn't have Smart Objects in it.
2: Yeah. Spoiler exactly. alert, that was part of the maxling thing too. Yeah. <laughs> so. The other thing I love,
0: Dave, as well, is, uh, is the fact that because I've done some different online events um, – where it's been the kind of like a summit where it's been a similar sort of format is the thing I like is I get to plan a class, but I get to pre-record it, which means if I've got 45 minutes or an hour, every minute counts. Every second is going to be me showing you something. Whereas Mm -hmm. if I was on stage, there can be a distraction. There can be a breakdown. The laptop could spin you know and, and you lose the valuable time the thing i love about this format is the fact that if you put the effort in plan a good class put the effort in get great recording lighting everything you're providing a really good quality tutorial for someone because the visual and audio are good
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it is something you would want to watch again and again and again now i know some events are going to try hybrid and i don't quite know how that's going to yeah. work out because i don't know that recording someone on a stage like looking at a screen through a screen kind of yeah yeah it's going to have the same effect as being able to watch a quality pre-recorded and mm-hmm. then i can be in the chat and if people have got questions while they're watching it yeah i can answer them in real time without interrupting the class
1: mm-hmm. yeah now that's uh that's one of the many reasons that you know i've over time i've thought uh, should i be switching it up and and having every all the instructors do things live and with almost without exception, every instructor says, please don't do that. (laughs) I would much prefer be for two reasons. Obviously it's from an instructor standpoint, as you said, it's a lot easier to go in and then you can look at it and say, I'm going to edit this down and Mm. maybe go back in and add something I didn't do the first time or whatever. Um, But the other part of it is there's just the world we live in, you know, we've all had this experience where everything's working fine. And then all of a sudden it's time to go live and the internet goes down or something. And all of a sudden there's no class from the instructor because nothing is, you know, working the way it's supposed to. So, you know, if in the world of the virtual summits each day, there's a bunch of classes and each hour on the hour, a new class is released. But in the worst case scenario, if something goes wrong and it doesn't work for some reason, or the end user, their internet is bad, then wait 45 minutes and hit refresh. And oh, there it is. You know, there's yeah. no like, oh, darn, I have missed it because it was live and now it's finished. You know, yeah. there are people all the time that contact me and say, what am I going to do? Because the class is at eight Eastern time, but I live in Timbuktu where it's in the middle of the night. And I'm like, doesn't matter because you have 48 hours. To watch the class, yeah. So just sign up. As long as you're signed up, you'll get a notification with a link, and then you just watch it when you can.
0: That's what I was going to say. You don't obviously. miss
1: anything by not being there yeah. at the very time it's released.
0: That's it. You don't have to be live. Live. You can you can schedule it in within 48 hours, and you know. And a message to so this is customer service. Dave speaking here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not paid by Dave to say any of this, <laughs> but the thing is also what you got to realize is you know it's this is an event that requires a lot of planning and a lot of thing go a lot of things going on behind the scenes and Dave's got a lot of plates to spin 48 hours with enough advance notice it's enough time for you to plan whether you're going to be able to watch it or not it's not going to be 72 hours it's not going to be four days five days a week you know everyone has different things in their life going on um but you know 48 hours is quite a generous amount of time to be able to check something out and watch it and you know and schedule it because you know if you want to cram it all in and stay there all day in front of your computer and watch them great fill your boots but be realistic about what your expectations are and what you're going to get because the fact that it's free for five days and you get to seal the sessions 48 hours you know it's as dave said 99 dollars. how many sessions will there be dave
1: uh so including your bonus session that would be 36
0: okay so if we do 99 divided by 36 that's $2.75 a class <laughs> now that's just... wait wait
1: i gotta change the price <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so you know that's that's two bucks 75 a class if you were to buy it leading up to the event so you know i'm, I'm not meaning this to sound like a sales pitch but honestly it's it's such a, an affordable way of learning if you break it down like that. The amount of classes you're getting that, you know, there is 48 hours for you to watch some of the sessions. And and I think, honestly, after day one, you're going to wish you'd bought the VIP package because <laughs> I know the quality of instructors that Dave's got. I know the quality of instructors that Dave's had in the past. And there's never going to be a dud session. It's going to be, you know, all all killer, no filler so yeah look <laughs> you've got to look at it from a realistic point of view of what your expectations are and and learning and you know they've they've can't put all this effort in and and have everything running and do it for completely free because it is unrealistic so i think your price point is fantastic for the quality that you get yeah and,
1: and i think the other thing that i like to let people know and just being very self-serving is that this event is run by myself and my wife Marlene and she handles the any financial side. So basically everything else is me. So every so often I'll get an email saying, "Um, I need someone on your team to do this. And I'm like, "Um, (laughs) that would be me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, it's it's sponsored by Adobe and some other sponsors, but it's not an Adobe event. It's run by me. And that means every email and every help desk comes to me so i get people who file a help desk ticket and then immediately send an email to me and said i filed a help desk ticket i'm like yes i know (laughs) because i got that too (laughs) yeah and uh you know i i get pretty much flooded especially the first day with people who are still confused by the time zones and the did i i missed the live broadcast kind of thing which Mm. i try to include in our faqs and stuff and i understand that for first timers they're like you know they want to make sure they don't miss anything but um it's because it's pre-recorded it means that we try to treat it like as if it was an in-person event where every hour there's a new class being released but again there's no worry about you know you don't have to set your alarm for three o'clock in the morning because you know that they're going to be there now i i say that but I can guarantee you right now, because it happens every time the first day, because I tell people you'll you'll get an email around seven o'clock eastern daylight time with a link to the classes. And when I wake up in the morning, there I have 75 emails going, I haven't got my link yet. I'm like, that's because you live <laughs> in a different country. <laughs> but it's okay. You'll you'll get it. It's all right. Don't worry. And then the second day, they're like, Oh, okay, I get it.
0: Yeah. Now <laughs> just to push the the vip side of things because obviously i know the answer to this question you don't just get the classes as a download to watch the classes you get more so right. what are the what are the extras they can expect when they buy the vip pass
1: sure so the basically the vip pass includes lifetime access to all the classes so you can watch those recordings as much as you want and then every instructor i ask them to provide some kind of class notes And to be fair, that can be anything from a one or two page of bullet notes to Lisa Kearney, who writes a 75-page book, because that's (laughs) what Lisa does. (laughs) So there's there's no guarantee of what that will be, but there'll be something to help you to augment uh, the class. Also, because I decided to the first time and now I keep doing it, no one's ever said whether they actually use this or not, but I have audio only versions of every classes in case someone wants to, it's probably actually more applicable this time because there will be classes that are, you don't have to be watching a class to hear someone talk about being inspired and creativity. um, But that's also available. And then typically every instructor provides some kind of bonus. And that bonus could be, here's 10 of my favorite brushes I've created, or here's some textures, or here's a, an add on to my class where I, taught 45 minutes and then i realized oh i could do another 10 minutes on Mm. this little extra thing so it's kind of a bonus material so i don't even know what all those are yet because every instructor some of them just as they're doing their class they think oh i could do this as a bonus and then they provide like a a pdf cheat sheet or an action or whatever it might be so those are kind of bonus goodies shall we say but certainly the main thing is the the class recordings access the class recordings and the notes for most people that alone is is what they're really paying for and the rest is just gravy
0: and aren't there three extra sessions
1: right this time around there's three yeah. full classes that are extra so aaron Blaise is doing an extra class and then i have renee robin who's who technically doesn't appear on the instructor list but she kind of contemplated and said is there any way and i was like yes let's get you in here and do a, a bonus class and then sebastian michaels is also doing another and these are full full-blown classes that are uh for vips yeah. exclusively
0: is that so is that on top of the ones you just said that i divided 99 by
1: right so that's it's actually yeah so three more so basically it's 36. So 39. So it's yeah, so goes down just to that. It's now, now it's down two dollars and sixty eight cents or
0: yeah. something. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, the other thing as well as I always like to encourage people. This is the this is marketing, Dave. Is if you do attend this event or really any event, anything you do, do you know what one thing it's just really nice to do? And I don't I know why I do this, is give Dave some feedback. Okay, because the success of events like this is built on what customers liked, disliked, had problems with mm-hmm. good, bad, or ugly. Just drop Dave an email um, and just say, you know, what, what did you get out of it? Was there a success? Did it help you in a, in your role at work? Did you start a new hobby? Yeah. You know, did you start something new in Photoshop you never done before? And let Dave know, because I know from stuff I've done that, The nicest thing to get is an email from someone that just says, hey, thanks for that. I was really struggling Mm -hmm. with this. You got me over that barrier. And now I've kind of got the confidence to do this. Those emails are worth so much more than anything else because Mm -hmm. you can not only, you know, feel good about it, because I'm sure you're absolutely cream crackered at the end of a week (laughs) when you finish and you and Marlene sit down with a a drink and go, (laughs) But it's nice to see that and know that. Okay, well, there's a there's a desire for this, and also, the next event I can make around the kind of things you want. Yep. No, so uh, me personally, I would love to see a graphic design summit. I would like to see the kind of things you you can make and do with Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign, mm-hmm. the the creativity side of it. Um, and and that's something that I know. I would be invested in and learn. I know it's a a thing that a lot of people struggle with. I know, you know, there's new software coming out. I mean, the day we're speaking is Adobe have just dropped this whole brand new thing called Firefly, which is all Mm -hmm. about AI. And then in the next year, people are going to be teaching how to use AI. They're going to be teaching all these new Adobe Expresses, all these new things coming in all the time. We actually, we're in a really weird time because we're being bombarded with so much creativity in terms of tools that it can be overwhelming so i think to have people who can break it down for you nice and easily and like how can this work for you how can you adopt this in your workflow how can this make this task easier it's going to be great for everyone because it's a lot at the moment yeah more than we ever had 25 years
1: (laughs) that's right (laughs) So if we can go back to the send Dave an email with feedback thing, I love that idea, but I would add a slight little uh, caveat, caveat, thank you to that. And that is, no, it will never be more than two days for free. Because <laughs> every time I get emails going, I love the summit. Can you make the classes free for a week or two? And it's like, uh, no. no. So that, and also, unfortunately, I'd love to be able to do this, but people have asked, is there any way I can buy just certain classes? You know, because I looked at the summit and I really like these four classes, but not the rest. So the, the sarcastic side of me says, sure, sure. it's $99 and you <laughs> yeah. get the rest for free. Yeah, uh, That was but, the that popped in my head. I was
2: like, it's 105.
1: Just, <laughs> just being selfish again, knowing the software that I use to create the summit, it doesn't have any ability to make like a shopping cart of pick and choose kind of thing. So unfortunately, yeah. as much as I'd like to do that, that is not option, And then frankly, that's one of the reasons why it's priced the way it is, because we don't really expect that every single person will say, gosh, every 30 something classes is perfect for me, but hopefully 10 or 15 or five or whatever the number is that even five classes for the price we charge still is a good investment if it's going to help you get better at what you want to get better at.
0: Absolutely. Everything. We and Alan have had this conversation with so many guests where it don't look at it like it's, I always hate that it's too expensive. It's not. Is it affordable? Because Mm -hmm. everyone's circumstance is different. Is it affordable? And then the second thing is you will spend money on looking after your phone and spend money looking after your car and spend money looking after all these things. But you need to spend money on yourself sometimes to improve yep. yourself. So it's an investment in your ability. And you know, if you do it as a hobby, fine. You you don't make money from it. So what value do you put on the satisfaction you get from doing it as a hobby? If you're making money from it, it's a no-brainer. You know, mm-hmm. $99 right. to teach you one new thing that you can sell to a customer that you probably charge them $99 for. It's paid for itself. So that whole thing of, I want it for free. Well, if you want that much for free for that long, you're probably not making money out of it. <laughs> it is just really a kind of a hobby, but you just kind of want, you want it at your leisure. Um, It's like when I said that it was a photography show. Uh, Didn't, they're not doing an event this year because they wanted to go back to having it in March. And because the last one was September, they couldn't do it in March because it was two in the same year. Budgeting so they said we're going to go back to the march date here's the dates you know we're going to miss you for the year but we look forward to seeing you in 2024 and then you think like all the planning all the marketing for this giant event with 35,000 people over three days and then like trevor from Bambury goes oh well actually i'm shooting a wedding that weekend this isn't ideal for me so i just want the <laughs> photography show like to come out and go actually sorry we just announced the show was going to be on this week on but trevor from Brambury is shooting a, a wedding so we're actually going to change the dates so you might have an inconvenience in your life that means you can't act on some, something but it doesn't mean the whole event will change just because of your situation right. so bear that exactly. in mind <laughs>
1: Oh, and, and I, I get emails quite often from someone saying, I see your summit is, you know, these dates, like in this case, April 17th to the 20th, well, I'm going to be out of the country. Is there any way that I can still see it? I'm like, well, in this case, yes. actually, yes, that's Yikes. the whole point. That's the other point of a, a VIP pass is is for that reason, too. It's not just... To be able to re-watch something but it might be it's your only way to watch it because of your travel schedule or work schedule or whatever it might be so yeah i'm you know, sorry that's... i
0: didn't check your your vacation
1: <laughs> schedule mr smith exactly please everyone submit your your itinerary yeah. and we'll pick the best date It take me a year and a half to figure it all out but yeah we'll do, we'll do our later. best
0: three years later and then someone gets that, oh over the last minute thing i can't make it is there any chance
1: <laughs> all right we'll push everything back a day yeah <laughs> how would- one thing i i would say to everyone though in all seriousness is especially the people that are hearing us talk about this and like well i'm gonna go look at the schedule and uh you know see the classes but as i mentioned earlier i've been having these chats with Different instructors to get them to talk about their classes. I highly recommend you go and look at that. It should be ready early next week because I have chats coming up until Friday when we're recording this. Uh, but so far, I got to say, listening to Brooke Shaden talk about her class, I can't wait to see that one. Listening to Richard Sturtevant talk about how he takes Prints that he makes, and then he draws and paints on top of them to make an original piece of art that never existed before. Fascinating. Listening to Bert talk about his process of how he prepares and goes on Google Maps and looks at the street view and different angles to find the right shadow. And I mean, just in like the, those off the top of my head, but every one person has been so excited and so passionate about what they're going to be teaching that even for again as i said before i'm never going to do artwork like brooke does but i can't wait to hear her talk because she's doing a talk where and for people who've never seen brooke she's 30 ish i'm not sure her exact age but she has the soul of an 80 year old (laughs) who's seen life like, it's amazing, like the way she talks about things and talks about your life's purpose. And it's just fascinating stuff that goes well beyond, I'm going to take a layer, I'm going to do this. And that's that's what excites me about this event is it's great Photoshop stuff mixed in with some really interesting people who are so artistic and creative and are going to share that. I really feel that they're going to be people that they'll watch these classes and it really will be life-changing for them because they'll go... I'd never thought of it that way. Now I'm excited to try whatever it is, even if it's, like I said before, sculpting or, you know, it doesn't have to be Photoshop or, uh, you know, putting a a mouse on a mouse pad. It could be anything you want. But that's that's what I think is going to be great about this event.
0: It's like online. I mean, like we said, throughout the pandemic, there was a lot more online content where you had the opportunity to spend more time investing in. Oh, well, actually, I'll go and watch this. And one of the ones I was talking about at work was cookery. I said, you know, the the, the company I work for had record sales during the pandemic because they sell cookware. Mm-hmm. And and people were going online and taking cookery lessons and learning how to cook dishes they've never cooked before, mm-hmm. from you know, looking at dishes from countries they've never been to. And if you enjoy cooking and you go on and watch all these different different cooking styles that's really kind of the same with with photoshop you use you you enjoy using the product but you're going to learn different recipes and you're going to watch people who you know i'm going to watch gordon Ramsay and jamie oliver doesn't mean i'm ever going to cook like them but i enjoy watching their process and and i'll come away with one or two little tips from it Mm -hmm. is think about stuff like that, how you would approach any other thing? Because for some reason, the creative world seems to there seems to be like this weird mental blockage with people where it's it there it's going to teach them something that's going to make them better, but they'd rather spend the money on Netflix and spend their hours sat on the backside <laughs> watching binge watching nine seasons of The Office for the <laughs> third time. So, uh, it's, it's the consumable content is great because. There's always a takeaway. Like you say, you watch Brooke or you watch John Paul. It's just entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to sit and absorb someone else's history, experience. And it doesn't have to be that you're going to walk away and start absolutely creating that thing they're going to do. And that's what I like about the diversity of this particular summit that you're doing is because of there are people I know of that I've never seen them before. Um, I've never Mm -hmm. seen them teach I I know their work but it'd be good to see them as a person how how they convey that information yeah exactly Um, I'm a big fan of the, the kind of the online training now just because I've learned a ton I know I've learned a ton and I've enjoyed doing it I never you know I've never really liked being particularly on camera until I sort of started this little journey with with Photoshop World and NAPP, and you know, getting involved with different people and events. Now I absolutely love if I'm invited to do something because I love planning it. I love like looking at the things that I can teach, and it's become a nice way for. I love traveling. I mean, as you know, I came and saw you two weeks mm-hmm. ago um because I get to come over and do that, but. I think you can definitely sense the enthusiasm from instructors because it is a medium they do enjoy using now to yep. teach, rather than having to stand on stage mm-hmm. and have things go- things go wrong. how How have you found? Because you, you like Alan said, you were at Adobe Max teaching. How do you how do you view the in person side of it now that you've not only done the summits but you've kind of got to a point where do you, I don't want this to sound like a negative answer or put any events down, but what are your thoughts now? You've done this on the in person, on you doing right. in person.
1: Well, <clears throat> so obviously, I, mean, I shouldn't say obviously, but but from my background standpoint, I started in person because mm. you know thirty something years ago, that's all there was. So I I kind of made my living doing classes and seminars and workshops and. You know, in person things. And that's always been my favorite thing. And I got to be honest, the first couple of times someone said, I want you to record a class. So you're basically teaching to that camera over there yeah. and not getting any visual feedback from anyone as to whether it's making sense or not. So when I went back to Max this time, it was my first time doing an in person event in a, a couple of years. And at first I got to say it was a little odd being standing up there and seeing faces that weren't in little zoom boxes you know they were (laughs) and and some of them actually came up and talked to me like four feet away and I was like whoa a person asking me a question so I don't think I'll ever stop doing them but at the same time there was the aspect because you know Max is in Los Angeles and I live in Florida so it's a it's a long travel especially coming back this way um you know, and so and, and the good part is, especially if you've been to events before and you're a social kind of person, you get to talk to people and in my case, see colleagues and friends I haven't seen in a while. So that part of it obviously was was great. But um, I've always said that because over the years I've had people say, I want to teach an online course. What what steps do you think I should do? And I always surprise people by saying, well, the first thing is, if you can teach it in person to a few people yes because there's nothing like that when you're you're saying something and you look at the four people and they all are making a face going huh Uh -huh. (laughs) you know even if they don't say anything you can tell okay i need to reiterate how i say that again or something so i think that at least initially that's a good exercise now obviously the more you do it you as you know you you plan it out and you get confidence that you know what i'm saying is going to work because it's similar to things i've taught before and i have a certain way of explaining things and give examples and stuff like that so um, i hope that what will continue to happen is that we'll have our virtual events like the ones i do and then in addition have the an in-person one just frequently enough to (laughs) to renew those friendships and give people a handshake or a hug or whatever and then say okay see you online (laughs) yeah
0: I that's the thing I that's why I come over to America so much because most of the decent events are over there but I'm so lucky that I've got such a good amount of friends now through doing it that is one of the nice things about coming to Max is you know it's me you know I'm coming further than Florida I've got Mm -hmm. kind of like me to Florida and Florida again um <laughs> and and alan knows because we've both been tas at max for probably four or five years now is the people side of it i the last adobe max apart from teaching in russell's class and i was a ta for one design class i didn't attend any classes at max because i helped aaron draplin out on his booth on the floor and because i was on the booth and he gets so much traffic I was able to speak to so many more people than I would have done that it's not to say that I was nothing I couldn't learn because I even learned something in the InDesign class that I sat in on. But that is one of my favorite things about it is not necessarily, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. I mean, you know, Kelby one gave me my first opportunity to teach. And then the second year when I got what I call the big boys room, I've got a great photograph that I can go straight to of you, me, Glynn, and Corey. And it was such a thrill that I'm teaching next to the people I learned from and respect exactly. so much that there is a bit of a thrill being on stage. It was something I'd never planned to do. So I do enjoy that thrill of connecting and that it isn't like the Brady bunch in front of you. <laughs> it is a 3D audience that goes back into the distance.
1: <laughs> but so the one thing I will I will add to that is that that I tend to use a lot of humor in my classes and there's certainly in person there's that instant reward hopefully of people laughing and even on zoom it's weird because you make a comment and then there's all these boxes and there's a slight delay (laughs) and they're like and then you see the muted of them hopefully laughing but it's just kind of a, a weird it's almost like remember many years ago I taught uh at a in when I was living in Canada in the Canadian government most things are done bilingually uh, English and French so I was teaching a bunch of people and they only told me like moments before I was teaching that there was going to be a translator so everyone and a lot of people in the room had an earpiece so I would say something and go ha, -ha," and then there'd be like this because the translator was like trying to say a joke in French that hopefully came across the same way as it did in English (laughs) which reminds me of a a story Bert told me years ago where he was teaching in Japan and they had uh, a translator there and he also likes to you know be humorous and he mentioned that he was telling jokes and there was he was getting no reaction and he couldn't figure it out so he talked to the organizers and they said um in japan people are a little more reserved they don't tend to to like laugh out loud you know unless it's a very particular circumstance so don't you know don't be offended if no one reacts so then his next session he got up and without thinking early on told a joke and there was a slight delay and then the whole room burst out laughing and he was like, oh, they're they're warming up to me. So after the class, he talked to the translator and he said, so what was it about that joke? And he goes, oh, no, I told them Bert Munroy has told a joke. Please laugh now.
2: <laughs> so, so
1: everyone laughed because they had been told please laugh now like he didn't actually say what the joke was he just told them to laugh
2: Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> so
1: that's talking about getting lost in the translation he didn't even bother trying to translate the joke he just <laughs> told them to laugh
0: yeah i did a, i remember i did an online one where it was well, there was attendees but because of I, because i was doing it live like at the moment i could see you two so That's the beauty of doing it this way. But I couldn't see any of the audience. And I Mm. knew I had a couple of funny things in my presentation that I thought I'm going to do anyway. But like you say, it was absolute silence. And you allow yourself this kind of moment (laughs) for the laughter to feel. So I did it. And then I got to the end of the session and and I didn't have the chat on either. So I wasn't even seeing the chat. I just had a full screen of, of teaching and I got to the end and I really felt deflated. It was like I feel the air going out of me. And then the guy said, oh, Dave they are absolutely loving it you killed them with that joke you should have seen them they were losing it they were laughing the comments were all oh my god that was so funny and I was like (laughs) it puffed me back up again but it was god that was so hard not getting that while I was doing it it's like when you're stood in the crowd and you've got 300 people going "Uh uh uh-huh 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 and then you've got you know Chad at the front with his arms folded nodding his head you only see him so it's kind of good not seeing them but there is that thing of like it goes back to the feedback thing it's yeah oh look I'm teaching they're learning that that interaction so um
1: that reminds me of that my very early days when I first started teaching so I was still kind of getting a feel for things but my natural tendency was to try and be humorous and it was a very it was a small group of probably 30 people and early on in the day I was starting to say a few things and The whole room was reacting and there was this one woman right in front that was just staring at me with this very stern, almost looked annoyed face. So I started to get a little worried. And then, so then it became my mission besides teaching the class, I wanted her to crack a (laughs) smile. So I was like standing on my head, tap dancing, doing whatever, trying to get her to react. And she, she did not react at all the whole, and it was a day long session. So I was starting again. oh, my gosh, what am I doing wrong here? Because everyone else is seeming to react. So anyway, the, the class ended. And I swear, the moment I said, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the class. She, Her face beamed. She said, oh, my God, that was the best class I've ever been in. And I was like, well, maybe you should tell your face then. So I guess that was her, I'm really concentrating face. But it looked a lot more like, you know, what face? Because it was just like. And I was just like, I was exhausted at the end thinking, whoo, I worked so hard just for this one person. Yeah. And then realized that that she's the type of person where when she's concentrating, she looks like, angry.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say this woman, she just stared at me, there was nothing. And I swore to myself, that's the last time I invite my wife to sit in front <laughs> of <row>. the <laughs> oh, no,
2: I-, I I did that. I the first time I thought of Photoshop World, I put my wife in the audience. I, I made her come to Vegas and I made her sit in my classroom. You have to get out of the lazy river. You have to come here just for this one thing and sit in the middle of the room because if I need to look at someone that I know, you need to be there. And, she, you know, granted, she did. Then she said it was boring. So I said, don't come back.
0: <laughs> well, no, but I Alan, used... you used to teach. I mean, you, you've you taught a Photoshop World. You used to do the pre-con. Yeah. Um, you, did you mean... I know the answer to this, but (laughs) standing up in front of people wasn't something I know you wanted to do.
2: No, I actually really dislike being the center of attention uh, at all. So being up and having to have people look at me was really right up there with like going to the dentist and (laughs) having teeth drilled and, and, um, and I, I had a, a a rash of things that if things could go wrong, they would. I had headphones that kept falling off. I had to tape one of them to the side of my head one day so that a, the microphone would stay up. I, I Are actually you- enjoy. Yeah, I, I had to literally tape it to my face <laughs> so that the microphone would stay because it wouldn't sit around my ear. I thought you were just gonna say you had a rash, like because of the <laughs> anxiety that... <laughs> uh, that might explain Won't a few sweat. things. I I I actually really enjoy the um helping from the back of the room stuff mm-hmm. where I can where I see someone who's having a problem and they're just not getting it, and you can go and do a little one-on-one, you know, for 15, 20 seconds, a minute or two, and just get them back on track. And I always thought that was a uh one of the things that Adobe Max does that was just so well done was that they have these tas in the back of the room so the class doesn't have to stop you don't Mm -hmm. have to the instructor doesn't get derailed but you can you can get that little help we're getting like you know you're not derailed but you're yeah semi derailing and so we can help (laughs) get you straightened up and that was kind of a that was kind of the the thing that i enjoyed doing you know more than being in front of the room you guys can be up in front um i kind of like sitting in the back Uh, yeah
0: the ta thing's quite good i do enjoy that um so yeah dave obviously when when is this amazing event taking place and where can people find out more about it
1: so april uh 17th to the 20th is the the dates um free passes are available right now and as well as VIP passes, if someone's interested in that, the, to go to the main website and you'll provide a link in the show notes, I assume. Yeah, I uh, so people can go to that main page where you'll see all the instructors and what they're teaching, as well as a link to that chat page where it'll be all the instructor chats, which again should be up probably by Monday, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, as well as information, on the VIP pass and the FAQ and all that good stuff. And once you sign up for a free pass, you'll, that automatically puts you on the email list. So then any further communication will come in automatically, including the each day of the summit, uh, an email comes in with a link to that day's classes, which is how you access the actual content.
0: Yeah. Well, leading up to the event, because I think we've got at least three more podcasts that will be out before then. I'm going to run an ad at the start of the podcast just to remind people of it, just as we're leading sure. up to it. Um, okay. So obviously, if there's any social media stuff, we'll, we'll share it as well. But um, listen, Dave, I, I, I wish you the best of luck on this because I know it. this one deserves it. And on the back of what you've already built, I'd, I'd urge anyone who's curious, just sign up for the free one. It's not going to cost you anything. Look at the itinerary, look at the instructors. And even if you, like say, just pick a couple of days to watch um and sort of look at look look at what else is there and if you get a feel for actually do you know what like i said 99 up to the i think it's 99 up to the day of the event yeah noon
1: on the first day yeah um, that that early bird price which is another little thing that i did because most events typically early bird price ends like a week before or something Mm. like that but i decided to Give people that little extra time so they could at least watch a few classes and get a feel for things and then yeah. hopefully uh make help them make the decision to purchase
0: and if for what well, any that reason... was going to be my
2: question yes <laughs> literally that was like i'm gonna you know when can we when when's the last moment when can you you know when can you pull that trigger so that's so it's noon, noon eastern
1: day. daylight time yeah
0: and after the event it's still very affordable it's i think it's uh, it's yeah 159 159 is the regular
1: price and basically it's available up until two days after the end so april 22nd is the the last day and i always like to help people or at least let people know that there's no well if i wait until later is there a Special discount? No, it's from that respect. It's like an in-person event. Once the event is over, you can't buy it anymore because it's done. So (laughs) we go two days after the so April twenty second. In this case, would be the last day to purchase a VIP pass if you decide to wait until then.
0: Yeah, I was going to say for people listening that you can't come back a week, two weeks later. There is a cut-off date, and that's how Dave's Mm -hmm. able to make it affordable as he can. So, listen, Dave. Thanks for being on the show. It's always a pleasure having you on and and chatting about all this. And uh, yeah, my pleasure. I'll um, yeah. I'll get my class over to you <laughs> very <laughs> short, very shortly because <laughs> I'm currently going through planning, checking everything works, uh-huh. and making it as good as possible. But yeah, awesome. so yeah, it's. Uh, I urge everyone to click on the link in the show notes, go and check Dave out, and like I said, if you do take part, please give him some feedback, and uh, and we'll have you back on again very soon to talk about more Photoshop things.
1: Sounds good. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks
0: for joining us and uh, we'll see you soon.
1: All right. Thanks.